0: Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ILikeHugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ILikeHugh.com. Now, let's get started.
1: Created a group for her, and she um, was on uh, parental alienation. Has opened it up to men as well on certain occasions. It's not just for women. Oh, good. And, uh, so, a few men on the
0: on the group that I facilitated right, talking about. Um, I, your audio's going in and out, sir, uh, Charlotte. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I may I, know, I may
1: switch computers.
0: Okay. Do you want to do that now or? Yep. So we'll hang for a couple of minutes. How are you doing, Heather? Writing down notes. <laughs> oh, can you turn? you turn your audio right up. Turned it off. I'm good. You're good. Oh, good. 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 Well, and uh, Karen, Karen, there, the the blonde lady with the glasses. Look, she was like there. Her and her husband Richard uh, and Heather and her husband hosted this virtual dinner party, and it was so good. Um, awesome. We we just all loved it. And I think this, I said, it was, this was the inspiration to do it. And, you know, if we didn't join in on that dinner party, I don't think I would have ever even kind of even comprehended how to do this. So really would just like to see where this can go and grow. And I really appreciate Susie and Rana, who've been the backbone of the Hugh crew. So um, anyways, it's just good to be
2: back. Yeah. And a note to um, say that uh, whatever you're celebrating this weekend, Passover, (laughs) Easter, your family gathering is canceled. So you should... Get on the Zoom train or the Facebook Live train, or however it is you want to be, and get ready to share your turkey or Easter eggs or whatever it is this way. Because I don't want to see you on social media posting your family <laughs> dinner gathering. Because I will say something. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, fair. Actually,
3: Susie, we're doing that with our family, and my grandma is so used to making a meal for everyone, she's already contacted Miller Meats for a ham, and she's still going <laughs> to cook a meal. And then my grandpa, they're going to like either drop it off on our doorstep, or we're going to go pick it up, and then. We're- zoom but eating like the same meal together
2: like we normally yeah do via zoom. yeah so wait a minute margaret did you just say that you're like margo miller of like miller meets no i no. wish <laughs> i wish because <laughs> i'm like no. oh my god i love those people <laughs> i would be so i would be telling everyone if that was my thing yeah okay, cool. <laughs> i could go in there
3: though and try and like work out a deal totally
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, i'm like god. the third oh, cousin okay. from like yeah exactly
4: yeah <laughs> totally Oh my goodness. So, so I want to make this comment. Kingshead pub is, um, uh, delivering groceries and they have lots of groceries. They have a different supply chain than the, than I, I think the restaurants have a different supply chain than the, um, the grocery stores. So they have access to a lot of stuff. And so they're doing Easter dinners as well. Oh, cool. And so Marseline. I placed an order online and there's an Easter, di- it's a turkey dinner with all, it's not, and it's not, you have to prepare it yourself. So it's just really the groceries
2: Okay. and it's going to be
4: delivered on Friday. And I, I have a delivery going to my parents, one to my son and his wife. Oh, nice. And then one to my daughter and her boyfriend. And then we're going to have I a love little it. Zoom dinner. We're going to have a Zoom dinner at six
0: o'clock on, on Sunday. That's amazing. Oh, oh,
4: that's
0: uh, yeah. Oh, we can talk about it. that on, uh, on, on Thursday. So, because that'll be go heading into Easter weekend and, I don't know they they're just really worried because there are some words of some churches wanting to or having open yeah in-person services so i don't know we're heading the next two weeks they said are are really crunch time because it's going to be going um community-wise now
5: so it's not just
0: travel people it's going to be people right next beside you are you good now charlotte i think so okay okay yep perfect all right um I'll just get the word when our host is ready. Oh, and I think uh, we might be live right now. (laughs) If you text me back, but sorry about that. Welcome ladies. Oh my goodness, it's so good to see all of you. Uh, We did a test uh, yesterday, so we got to meet some of the people, but um, Susan up there in the top, give away, or may, she may not be in your top corner, she's in line. Hey, if you want to just sort of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Well, uh, I'm now a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> even without the COVID, because we adopted our grandson when he was six months old, and he's now eight, and oh. so I'm having to grade two. <laughs> and um, uh, that was because of uh, a drug issue in the family so which is resolved and he's doing really well I did a film on it and um, Tracy and Heather and Karen all saw it and uh, amazing festivals anyway
0: that's a little blur oh well welcome and uh, let's go to Heather if you want to introduce yourself sorry you turned your volume on
7: I I keep going to mute um,
0: hi everyone. I'm Heather Welch,
7: and I'm currently at home in isolation, like the rest of you. Um, I do have a very part-time job that began in November, teaching legwork at Winnipeg's um, hottest new fitness studio in River Heights. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it from home, and it, you know, <laughs> like everybody else, it's it's all quite doable. It's just a matter of finding the motivation to do it. So. Well, we have a couple
0: of we have a couple of women that can help you. We've got Catherine from Blue Sky Fitness, and we've got Nanette who is a hot pool of fitness instructor. So they can uh, they'll chime in on how they've kind of coped through all of this. And Karen, tell us a little, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay,
4: I'm Karen Duha and um,
0: like Heather, I'm in I'm in isolation,
4: and I only get out to walk my dogs, my dog, and uh, grocery shop. So um, helping out my parents who are in their eighties. And, uh, so I'm trying to keep them, you know, in their place right now. Um, I'm at home. Um, I, I have a real interest in fitness like Heather and, uh, but my interest is more, um, in working with seniors. So, um, I substitute, um, teach at, um, uh, Wellness, which is a little fitness studio here in, in Charleswood. And, um, yeah, that's me. We have family business, um, I have I have two kids and I'm going to be a grandma in May and I'm very concerned about meeting yeah. my my oh. first grandchild. child, um, oh, wow.
0: however, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you will, yeah. And then Margot, glad you could join us. Margo's part of, part of our Hugh crew, but we all know what Margo does, but there's a few that don't, so go ahead, Margo.
3: Sure, yep. So I work in Tech. I work for Tech Manitoba and uh, run their digital literacy program. So trying to get people comfortable with using computers and navigating to the internet, which during this current time is more important than ever. Um, and of course, also representing tech companies across the province who, you know, many of which are pivoting to try and help with their products and services right now. Um, some of which are overwhelmed and, and, you know, some tech companies which are also laying off. So there's a big mix and like Manitoba, we're just trying to support in any way we can. and. It has been very, very busy in tech right now.
0: No doubt. Well, you know what, welcome everybody. And I guess uh, some of you know, and some of you that just joined, uh, I kind of want to start these things a little different than the you crew with an opening kind of question that you don't necessarily have to answer right away. You can sit and hum and haw, but we can uh, basically, hopefully by the end, we'll have an answer or we'll have your opinion. So it's kind of like a cliche question. I've heard it so many times on the news and, and you know reading articles. And you know what? Um, last night when we watched the news, it was almost like I wanted to turn it off because it was just too much. You know, after all of this, trying to do due diligence, trying to do this and that, and sometimes it just is a little overwhelming. So, is this the new norm? Is this the new normal? Um, and it might be pertaining to your business, to your career, and also to your family and your personal life. Yeah. So. I think there's some really positive
8: components. I think that there's <laughs> opportunity in crisis, and uh, perhaps the time being spent with families and reconnecting with children and, um, you know, that component, the, the family component of it, may be uh, something that's okay to be a norm. Um, I think the business end is, is devastating for, for many of us uh, entrepreneurs, there's no doubt. Um, I think the anxiety that uh, comes with, you know, are you going to be able to pay your basic bills, right? And some of us don't qualify for anything anyways. But, um, you know, I'm finding in my business, just uh, as a lawyer, uh, there's a lot of uh, employment, labor issues, right? Employers not understanding really what they're supposed to do. Uh, what, their, what their leeway is, right? Obviously, I know we're all sick of hearing this, but it is unprecedented, right? Nobody really knows what to do. So I think that the, there's always positive, and I think that the positive maybe is, and there's a lot of negative, don't get me wrong. Um, but there is some positive in being home with family. You know, like I'm spending literally every day with my niece, I'm watching every little crawl, every turnover, and uh, that's, you know, it's, it's bringing a lot of joy to the family. But there's also that anxiety.
0: Yeah. How about you Terry? Terry has a she's got a director of the Central Culinary College <laughs> in Canada, but uh, it's a vocational school too as well, Terry. What's your take on the new norm? Oh, might need to turn your audio off, Terry. Mom, I can't, I can't hear you. still Can't hear her. We can come back to we'll, oh, oh, get on. Maybe, yes, uh, Charlotte, you're our, our mental wealth and, <laughs> and happiness expert through all of this. Oh, my goodness! Well,
1: thanks, Tracy. Um, we're seeing. Uh, Well, an increase in anxiety around people who normally don't have mental health challenges, which is becoming um, very scary for a lot of people. But for people who have been struggling for years, we're actually seeing them um, having lots of resilience um, and coming to support new members of their family or friends who are not used to the struggles that they normally go through. So it's kind of like a leveler in our world. Um, we're getting a huge response from more peer support globally. So anybody who's familiar with peer support or trained in peer support, there's an abundance of jobs and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. For my,
0: pardon? Yeah. So it's interesting because, of, well, what part of the news? There is an interesting story on the increased stress in young children, like four and five-year-olds, like a little girl saying, when is the coronavirus going to end? And then a little guy saying, when can I go back to school? And it was interesting because I was a psychologist that says, this is not the new norm. Um, You know, but I guess it's to talk to your children and, and, you know, communicate with them, comfort them in some sort of way. But it was interesting when she says, this is not the new norm. So. Yeah. And Tracy, if you
3: don't mind... yeah. If I jump in, so as far as the using that word norm too, like I know we did a survey with our members and our and our team asking them what they thought about um, the current working circumstances that they had what they needed, like in their at home in their home offices. And the best kind of comment we got, it's maybe one publicly too, was um, you know we said do you have everything you need to work from home, and the person wrote back and said I'm not working from home. I'm working during a crisis, and I happen to be trying to do it from the place I live in. Like, yeah. so oh, yeah, absolutely. Very different than if you sign up for a job day one and it's a work-from-home job. So they make sure you have all the tools you need. Right now, you're trying to you're asking everyone to pivot like in a crisis, and so that word "normal," like nothing is normal right now because we're all trying to pivot in some way, whether oh, to tech tools or not. So that was kind of a really interesting piece of feedback we received, and really had us reframe as a management team how we were approaching that mental health piece and the do you have what you need for our team members.
2: Yeah, well, and that's something I can definitely say. I've been doing um, a lot of uh, media segments about working from home, especially with kids at home and what that means. And my top thing is that this is not normal at all and that you should not be treating your employees the same way you would if they weren't in office because oh. what is happening right now. You take what Charlotte said, what Rana said, everybody is psychologically damaged right now. Okay, even though we are on the outside, everything looks normal, appears okay. On the inside, there are moments of tears, panic, uh, rage, all kinds of things that we are feeling inside. Now, take that into a smaller person, and what are they feeling? Now, we have to manage that as well. There's nothing yep. about this that is normal, but we do have to do what we need to do right now so that we can shorten the times exactly. that we have to get in. So, well, the
9: interesting part. To get, to yeah. Talk about what? Part? Sorry. I'm just gonna jump in because I have I have the my four year old and six year old at home right now, and exactly what Margo is saying. This is not normal. My four, you know, my my four year old broke my mouse, my computer mouse, and then you know because of the six year old's homework, we've got we've been inundated with all of this uh, these apps to download, all of the passwords for the apps, all of the um, digital homework, and Coco decided to create the mouse. So because of COVID, I can't go and buy a mouse. Right. So I, you know, texting people, I had two people drop off my doorstep in a plastic bag and a mouse for my computer. Mm-hmm. And we can continue our at-home learning, and because it's yeah. not, it's not normal. It's not normal for us to have uh, an office set up for my six-year-old.
2: Yeah. And I think too, depending on the ages and stages of your kids. So I think if you have babies, it's a bit easier because you can be in control of their mobility. Toddlers is... I'm going to use it right now. It's a shit show if you would toddler. for sure, okay? So the older your kids are, the easier it might be, but that just means that whatever stresses they may feel are that much more hidden perhaps, okay? Toddlers have no filter. They're giving it to you as they're feeling it, right? But the older they are, the more they might feel pressure to pretend like everything is okay. So I think we have to really cut ourselves some slack as parents, as uh, impromptu teachers now as employees and especially if you're a manager or supervisor, you need to ask yourself does this meeting, does this does this conversation really need to happen right now? Am I adding stress to my employees' life? Or am I making something easier for them? We need right. to really be gentle and compassionate in every interaction that we have these days because everybody is operating on, end. Well, on hey, Does uh, Terry have her audio? Are Terry, you have your yeah,
5: audio can, I, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Okay, so. okay. I've Got a new computer, and it's I'm having to I'm learning about all of the settings that are not automatic. So we've got a unique situation. I work in Sault uh, Ontario. I work with 25 First Nations communities. I'm doing a large project um, in um, a whole variety of of disciplines. We were pretty well positioned uh, because I um, have to. Um, uh, adapt all curriculum. I had taken a lot of my curriculums online with learning management systems. We were pretty well set with laptops. Um, so so I must say that that we were uh, in in a better position than a lot of other schools. The, the, um, the, the biggest issue uh, that we're facing is um, the isolation for our students because our population is so at risk, um, and we have so many crises happening at once. For example, uh, we averted six suicides within the last six months. Um, self-harm is the norm. Uh, being on methadone or suboxone is the norm. Uh, we run at about 70% high addiction rates. Within the last 60 days, we had two suicide attempts. Uh, that's just within our body so we're um we're we're doing some pretty fast footwork right now to uh, the online programs were great the group chat was great but what we've moved to now is um, microsoft team so so we've set the students up in teams but we can all see each other yes. and what a difference right off of like we started we launched it yesterday morning oh my goodness what a learning curve that was um, we launched it yesterday morning and uh, what a difference. So, so I think that's the key to it. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's, I've got some people that went back up uh, into the First Nations communities. Um, they are very well protected in that they don't allow um, people into the community if uh, they're not a community member. But um, food is short. Um, There's shortages all over, but there's hunting and fishing, of course, is, um, you know, is the norm up there and they do a lot of food sharing. So whether that's good right now or not, we don't know yet. Um, But um, it it is um, uh, a very, very different world for us. Um, We're right in the middle of our carpentry project. Of course, that's completely on hold. Our property flooded. Uh, so we had to get people out there pumping out of the crawl spaces, um, they had to come out of isolations to, to save our work. So, so it's, um, um, uh, for myself, it's a uh, very stressful time. I'm pretty much, uh, online all day and into the evening.
0: Yeah, well, so, if that's, uh. That's sort of, I guess, a lot for everybody. I'm going to throw it over to Nanette and to Catherine. I mean, both of you entrepreneurs. Um, so we could call it the new norm, Catherine. You have a, a boutique gym and lovely clientele and, you know, and will like the big box gyms, shapes and good life. I mean, look at all the big work that they've been in expansion. Um, I can't see everybody flooding back to the gyms. And even Nanette now too with sort of like a unique kind of, uh, thing that she teaches. So, your comments, girls. Well, I found from from my perspective from
4: Lucy, to pivot very quickly, develop a private day through um, posting workouts, having my trainers all uh, filming from the studio. We're taking turns here, just solo and uh doing the best we can and really just trying to engage people i've been delivering dumbbells to people's houses okay. exercise bands uh, you know trying to just keep everybody moving at home and uh and staying as positive as possible but it's uh, it's definitely a new um new experience for me um i hadn't really done the online thing yet so technically it's been a lot to sort of figure out how to upload videos and do all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So it, uh, it's been interesting for yeah. sure. Yeah.
8: And it's so important, right? Because, uh, the more you move, the more it helps your mental and emotional, you know, I've been going for walks and it's helped so much just with anxiety and just bring yourself oh,
6: yeah.
10: down. So, yeah. So yeah, important. That really really helps. yeah. Yeah. How about you and Um, it's been it's been an interesting experience for me um I, i'd like to before i go on i'd like to actually address that whole uh thing about because i have teens i have a 17 year old and a 15 year old and my 17 year old is supposed to graduate this june oh. Oh, so yeah. it's, a, it's a very there's a bit of a mourning period of it's course because all of those festivities have to be put off, and we know that once they're back on, it's going to be an even bigger celebration, because we're coming out of something where, you know, we're not in contact with each other, and we all miss each other, and so it's it's going to be a big celebration, but, you know, we're missing all of the uh, the lead-up to to graduation, the, um, you know, the planning and all the festivities that lead up to the big ceremony and the dinner dance kind of thing. So it's an adjustment period. I'm very lucky that my son, he is very good at, he rolls with it. He's, he's really great at that. Um, My 15 year old, she has, she was, she's a dancer and she was involved in the um, musical, the high school musical. And uh, that's now gone. So it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, it's, they're adjusting in their own. Yeah, it is very, just like Susie said, it's very different for different age, age brackets. And my children are, they're very resilient. They're wonderful kids. And they are trying, I could tell that they're trying to put on a brave face. And, but you know, I, I try to get them to just, you know, it's okay. It's okay to, you know, you're home, you're safe. And if you need to just you know, and, and we're lucky that they're able to connect with their friends online. You know, my, my kids are always chatting with their friends, which is fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to stay connected. Um, but uh, we are having a bit like, now this is the time with my hot hula, because I do, I do uh, my classes on Zoom, which has been a really interesting experience. But we've had to, um, we've had technical difficulties. Zoom is not designed for um, teaching a dance class, really, because you've got your music in the background. I'm speaking at the same time. So it's not really designed for that. So there's a lag. There's, I tried to use my tablet for it the first class, and that didn't work. So I've had to borrow my daughter's laptop. Now, that interferes with her because she's trying to use her laptop for school. So right. it's it's a little bit of a challenge having to juggle all of this around but um we're trying to make do and uh i've been i have a really fantastic group of students who are always like okay it's okay nanette let's we, we can do this it's okay you're a little <laughs> there's a little yeah. bit of a lag there but it's okay we can still hear you we can still you know do this and they and they do have a lot of fun so there is we're all adjusting and mm-hmm. i see it improving with each class so um yeah, this is a, uh, it's, it is a challenge, but you know, it, it is so true what Catherine said, what uh, Rana said, it is good to, to maintain that routine, to, to make sure you're constantly moving because it does center you. It does make yeah. you feel like, okay, I've got control over something yeah. and you can sweat it out and you could really feel good. So it's important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what about uh, you, Susan? Um, Susan also, well, obviously she said that she was a filmmaker. She's also an actress. So the film industry has been hit. Although I heard too that some films were still going on and they were doing their due diligence by taking people's temperatures before going on set. But
6: everything's shut down, I would imagine now. Everything's shut down now. Everything's shut down until um, who knows when. They're pushed yeah. back right now till July, but probably it'll be longer than that. And who knows how long it will quickly come back? Right. Um, that's, how much. How much has
0: that impacted? I guess yeah, people and like huge, yourself.
6: Huge. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone's scrambling right now because they're all contract workers. You're mm-hmm. only paid for what you work. Right. And and I mean, you can make. Fairly decent money, but it's for a very short period of time. So, it was it was doing really well for a while because we were having film after film after film, and there were there were five backed up. But now it's like, well, now you have to wait and see. The films that were running were careful, and there was precautions taken, but they did, you know. Yeah. So what
0: what do they do from here? What I mean, and how have you managed and through all of this. I know you've got Griffin, so your hands are full. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands yeah. are
6: full with that one. Yeah. <laughs> it makes shopping interesting, right? Grocery shopping, because you have to try and wait because you don't want to haul them through, you know, stores. Right. You're right. be the best thing to do. And then to try and get them out to have some fresh air because they still need fresh air regardless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the yard becomes a fun place. <laughs> and try and keep him off of the electronics, other than for school. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. well, it's, like it's, you know, when you asked, is this the new normal, the situation? Uh, no. We, we have to adapt. I think human beings are amazing because we adapt to so many things and we can adapt quickly. I think women adapt perhaps faster than men. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe not true, but, uh, cause we have to. So we make it work. You make the house look like everything's okay, even if you're- Oh,
0: that is so true, right? Um, We're so good as women to try to make things look normal, even though we could be stewing and brewing <laughs> inside and just thinking back, whatever. So bad, but yeah. you put on this mask. Exactly. And uh, I would just like to introduce. oh, she's on her phone, but uh Sarah Osman has joined us. Hi Sarah. Hello, Thank good morning, you. everyone. Thank you joining me too, Sarah. Yes. Um, so Sarah, if you can just sort of uh introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you.
11: For sure. So um I'm Sarah. I'm the co-founder of the Shameless Circle. Um and this is uh, the Shameless Circle is a nonprofit organization. We've been doing this work since December 2018. Um, and I guess around the topic today, um, our our main goal is to bring together women physically for them to sort of not feel isolated and um, not feel um, overwhelmed by instances they may have um, seen in their life. So I, I guess for us, the biggest challenge right now is to sort of pivot and how to move online just to provide the same um, services we would be doing because it's essential for us to continue building that network and support system for women who were coming to us regularly. Um, For the time being, we are doing online sessions, but I think, um, yeah, um, I guess
0: I've jumped into the question. (laughs) Um, Well, we were just chatting about is this the new norm, and you kind of hit it on a nutshell because your normal is trying to get people out of isolation and at least have some bit of you know, some bit of a, a life, or right? Or you know, some little some bit of normalcy and what we used to think was normal, but you know, right now we're kind of in this situation. Um we were talking before we got onto this chat, Sarah. Um, you know, some of us, most of us um, have spouses and, you know, in, in great marriages and, and good relationships. And I was just thinking, because I, when you said that you're going to come on, I, I feel for the women and men who may mm-hmm. not be in good relationships, but at this point in time are forced to live together, to be together. And I mean, that must be so devastating and, and hard. And at this stage, although we're all isolated, what can we do to help these people? I mean, I don't know if we directly help, but I mean, I, that's why I really wanted you to join in this conversation. Meet Anna, and, and cause I think there's a network of people of women that can really help you. And I, and I'm so happy to hear that Charlotte has already, you know, been part of that.
11: Yes, absolutely. So I think we are seeing a number of reports coming that home may not be a safe place for many many women, especially given the situation for men, too, maybe, I guess. But overall, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but um, there was a survey done last year, I believe, um, that for, I forget the number, but um, home was the unsafest place for women in domestic violence situations. And now, add the urgency of situations like COVID. Um, People are stuck in their homes, so I think now more than ever, it's important for for people to realize that there are resources for um, to reach out to to help. Um, no matter if it's not in person, if it's online, we're still um, like I think communities coming together to provide as many alternatives as we can. Um, but yes, um, I think this this will allow um, broader networks and communities to see much important it is to have that sense of safety and in, in where you are.
0: Yeah. I'm going to throw it out to the ladies, are emergency shelters, are they, are they open still like for, for women? Like, is that an essential service or how does that work? And I guess it's pretty hard. I'm not sure. Hmm? I'm not, sure. not sure, Rana. Yeah. No, no, you know,
8: but just, um, I, I guess just to jump into what, uh, to what Sarah said, you know, I, I guess there's always that fear that no matter what services you provide, um, people just due to the situation they're in. And you don't know if you have somebody kind of watching over your shoulder all the time, um, you know, like taking away phones. There's, there's certain aspects about domestic violence that you don't even know if they can reach out and get those services. So I kind of... I always have that fear about, um, people who are in those circumstances and, you know, they may catch a glimpse of this on TV and be like, Oh, well, there's all this support, but like, what if they can't reach out to it? And I, it's just, it's kind of heart wrenching, right? Like you just feel like, what can you actually do in that scenario? What service can you provide to somebody who may not be able to get that access? They may not be able to have access to that phone or that internet or that, you know, in, in the worst scenarios, um, and perhaps getting out of the house for work or for school was there out. Um, exactly. So it is, it is really, really concerning. Like there's no doubt that uh, I think that's, that's a entire component of this um, crisis that needs to really, there needs to be a lot of light shined on it um, because you don't know what's happening behind closed doors.
11: Absolutely.
8: In homes. Um, you know, and uh, you know, and I'll also throw out, throw it out there. There's a lot of cultural issues, right? Like we, you know, and, Uh, You just don't know, Um, so it is it is quite scary. But I mean, at this point, I mean, we're just some intelligent, competent women trying to think about what we can do. But I I hope that there's attention on a national level drawn to that issue. That how do you how do you actually uh, protect those very vulnerable people?
11: So I think there was an announcement yesterday from the federal government on some funding, some core funding going to. Domestic violence shelters for women and Indigenous women, um, but it would be interesting to see how it trickles down to like um, grassroots level organizations, right? Like the, exactly to see how it's impacting, how the money is going to actually endorsing women coming out of these situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
8: one thing that any Grassroots. That's that's where the action is, right? Uh, if it's kind of hovering up here, um, that that's not going to get behind closed doors it needs Absolutely. to get closed doors
9: one well, yeah.
3: thing that we're doing with tech manitoba is uh, we're donating computers and i know that seems like off maybe a quick glance off of what we're talking about here but keeping people connected right now is really is like one step toward making people feel a little bit better about the situation they're in if you're truly isolated like you don't have an internet connection and you don't have a computer right now you're you're at that like next level of isolation i'm sure like charlotte and some other people can speak to like the mental health aspect of what that means but right to this point like so we are doing we're giving away 200 computers we know other people giving away you know 400 computers like there are people stepping up right now to try and help families and individuals in need to keep them connected um you know internet connectivity is certainly like another layer there there are families like parking outside of schools to try and gain internet connections so their kids can do the homework and access lesson plans download them and go back home so right. like, all of our problems are, are relative, but certainly families that are of that low socioeconomic status that don't have some of those like tools that we might consider basic, we might be sharing or something. There are problems done and keeping people connected is like, I think a, a base layer of helping right now, whether that's socially or even just accessing health and finance information online. So right now, if you go to techmanitoba.ca slash like with two L's, you can nominate someone who's deserving of a computer for free. Um, also, if you have old tech, like this would be the biggest way that anyone can help, if you have old computers, old iPads, things that are like sitting under your bed for the last year that you're not using, go drop them off at 18 Terracon Play, so it's computers for schools. And they're equipment quarantining stuff for a little bit, and then they're refurbishing them and giving them back out to groups like ours doing giveaways, as well as to schools whose classrooms like kids need computers. So computers for schools, Manitoba, is a great place to drop off old goods and that's something like any of us can do with stuff that we're not thinking about that can lead to that like base of keeping people connected in that route because there are organizations out there distributing them so Mm -hmm. they'll do all the cleaning refurbishing and then giving them back out. So that's like a really easy kind of good call to action right now. Well that's super information. I'm also
2: seeing reports um, out of uh, France, for example, last week they reported that um, women and children are able to use a code word when they go shopping. So for example, if they go to the pharmacy or the grocery store, or wherever they might be, they're able to use a code word and that code word will trigger a series of actions that will put them in a hotel, safe away from their abuser who is still at home. So yeah. that's wow. one way that we can use as well. And uh, I think too that you know we are again an unprecedented time. So does that mean that we have to look at doing things like wellness checks, where people, government officials, which they do have in France, at every uh, you know street or apartment where they go into and they check on women and children and ask them, "Are you okay? Are you being <laughs> treated
9: well?" Like I do know of um, one of my girlfriend's uh, accounts, like a counselor in, a, in an elementary school, counselor, and their they pull her teachers pull together a list of families they're doing simple like pretending almost to do a check-in like oh we thought you could could use these pencil crayons and and stuff them you know from the school oh but how are you doing in other areas how's you know how how's eating going you know and so these teachers from a school in Winnipeg are are doing these, these check-ins, um, but really the check-ins are to, to, to see how coping and how children are being treated. So I wonder if that's, sorry, uh, so my teachers are the best. Teachers are so awesome. I know, but, and my question is, what are school divisions doing at a higher macro level to help teachers? In this way, that's that's where so, I want to. Yeah, they don't. We're helping
3: train teachers right now. We're doing like uh, Zoom lessons or Microsoft Teams lessons, so that because a lot of these teachers, like we were trying to do this a year ago, and the uptake was okay. Now our like free learn how to use Teams or Google Classroom is selling out, like they're free, but registering out in a day, like within 24 hours, because <coughs> next, like that demand is there. And this kind of is interesting because it goes back to that like core question. Of, The new norm kind of stuff, this piece of like forcing educators to to know how to use some of those online tools will be will I think become mandatory now which will be like a small silver lining in the future for different accessibility needs for different students um, to have like the in-class but also have materials accessible online for parents to check and things like that so but right now we have a very vast education system and a very spread out province and so to think that all of our rural and remote communities and teachers have the learning, the tools they need, the understanding of those tools, and the internet connectivity to use them, there's a lot of assumptions in there. So it's a, it's a, it's a hill for climbing, I think, and yeah. people are doing their part here and there. But teachers right now, yeah, it's like they're, they're among those front lines of people trying to pivot. Oh,
0: no, there's so many of them. So I'm going to throw it over to um, Heather and Karen after listening to all of these uh, different... Ideas and things and I mean like I'm going oh, okay, you know, It. It's, I think you know Just having everybody here today, and it's our first one, but I think um, Everybody brings just so many different things So just sort of uh, any more information or anything that you want to share on anything websites or anything that you found
4: Well one of the things that um, just based on the the teachers and teaching the teachers, um, I think it's happening with the physicians too. Like we have a close friend of ours that's a surgeon and he's been doing a lot more um, online consultations and which is interesting because I think, you know, they were kind of in denial at first, but I think it's become something that they have to do. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's been interesting. And, you know, I think for me, I just, um, I have a lot of hope. Like, I just think that, at the end of this, we're going to be, we're going to be better. And, you know, I just find that, um, because we're all sort of in the same, same boat where we're, we're more, we become more vulnerable. And I know that the connections I have, even though they're not, um, person to person connections they're, they're um, zoom calls or, um, um, emails or whatever, there's just a lot, they are a lot deeper connections that I'm making right now with people. And I think that that's, um, I think it's just very telling, and um, and I think it's because we're all so vulnerable, and we're just we're just we're needing we're needing the love, you know, and um, and uh, I just find that there's a lot more of that going around right now. And Heather,
7: yeah, you know, I feel I'm really torn. I feel hopeful for the future, but I also think things are going to look so different um, down the road. You know, there was some some mention of some of the large big box fitness facilities, you know, how are they? It's just, to me, it's incomprehensible how they're going to survive. Will you see hundreds of people returning to gymnasiums, to sporting events, Mm. to, to concerts? Like, I honestly can't picture myself walking around that concourse at the MTS center, Mm -mm. shoulder to shoulder. It's just going to be such a different world. Um, But, But I do think, you know, it is interesting to think about, you know, what part of our normal life are we prepared to let go of? And probably there are lots of things that we can let go of and our lives will be better. You Mm -hmm. know, as we've already talked about those connections with family and distant friends and people in your community that you really didn't connect with in the past. So, you know, I think there are lots of things for us to be hopeful for.
0: And Charlotte, you wanted to add something. I did. I just, back to what Sarah and Rana
1: were saying about, um, well, and actually Susie touched on it too. One of the things we teach in peer support is your spidey sense and when everything in your body, or you can call it your gut. And so when you're talking with people and you're feeling that something's not sitting right, ask a few more questions. And, you know, and that's in regards to anybody's mental health or the domestic violence piece. And if, You're not getting an answer that you're still comfortable with. You know, you can. I know on uh, CBC they were talking about you know calling nine one one if you if there's a domestic violence situation going on, and they're still acting on that. And there are women who are able to go to to shelters and stuff. But it's that active listening piece. It's that that full body if you're you're Facetiming them, but really looking and listening and hearing um, what the person is saying, and then helping with that. Um, and, uh, and then uh, the part about the teachers, um, in my company, we do a lot of um, online peer support and our, our corporate clients are really stepping up and supporting us. And we're now offering uh, free peer support for teachers starting on Wednesday. Wow. We have a former um, principal and teacher who's trained in peer support who will be facilitating that. So that's a call to action that we're hearing from the teachers. We also have a parent support group as well. Uh, next week, we're teaming with a former um, police chief and we're offering uh, free online peer support for, for police. And Eastern Health, which is um, in Newfoundland and New Brunswick, they're offering free, free peer support for um, with our company as well for all healthcare workers. So then this is all online and it's free. But we're just really seeing in the mental health world, everybody's starting to come together and support as best we can in the areas that we're, you know, we work best in. So.
0: Oh. And Sarah, are things doing okay for you?
11: Um, yes, absolutely. I actually wanted to um, let everyone know, For since there's an increased online activity during this time, we've partnered... Um, April is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month, so we've partnered with the province of Manitoba sort of doing an awareness campaign on on how to be internet safe, and I think it's, um, right now it's more for, for adults and kids alike, and how to have internet safety protocols in place, um, the consensual in- intimate images or non-consensual intimate images distribution piece, Um So those are the things that we're working on right now. But as, as I mentioned earlier, we sort of pivoted and we're still aiming to provide that, that sense of community for, so, so we as the shameless circle sort of specialize in, in women who have been shamed and abused in our, and are sort of coming out of the other side of things and are wanting to connect with other women, um, with similar, um, circumstances or experiences, um, so we're still hoping that we can provide that platform either if it's via Zoom or, you know, or a phone chat or something. Um, so our Sunday sessions are continuing, but we're also adding, um, starting this coming Saturday, we're adding a chat and check in with our participants. So if they're feeling that more isolated, if they need more help, if they need to connect with shelters or they need to get out of certain situations, I think that would be our main checkpoint for our Shameless Circle participants at this time.
0: Okay, well, best of luck. Stay safe. Thank wow. you. So, well, um, first of all and foremost, if you want to type in any of your websites, like I'm sure, and all of yours, please do so. And then we're, we're going to post them on our Facebook and our Facebook.com slash I like you, H U E. So, we have gone live on Facebook and uh, we'll be posting this whole uh, conversation on our YouTube channel and also on our website and that's I like you.com and I invite all of you back on Thursday and I open the doors for any other women every Tuesday and Thursday we're going to gather here um, I've already uh, asked if uh, Catherine can take us through a little workout and then maybe Nanette can take us through a little hot hula um, we won't have music but um, I think those things would be kind of fun uh, before I go, I'm going to throw out the next question for us all next on Thursday. Yep. So everyone is social distancing, you know, whether it's two meters or, you know, two point or 1.5 or, or whatever, six meters um, is that going to make a difference on how you view strangers in the future. And that could mean to also friends. Because, I mean, right, you go to a party and right away, oh, here's, here's Catherine. I've never met. Oh, glad to meet you. Shake hands. Like, there's that kind of, and now after spending, you know, maybe, maybe six months like this. I don't know, ladies. Will you cross the street when somebody else is coming towards you? So, think about it. And don't don't will say I,
8: you. Can, will I continue to hug everyone I see. That's <laughs> I, I hope do. not. <laughs> oh, I am
0: and, and to end this off for you, <laughs> Rana, you I actually is. wore. I'm every day wearing heels. I love so it. that's <laughs> a I'm challenge, you guys.
8: I'm still in my <laughs> down pants. Full disclosure.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all very much, ladies, and spread the word. It was. This has been really, really good. If anything, awesome. just to see everybody. Okay. No, Cheers.
11: Everyone. Thank Bye. You. Thank you. Bye. 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 Nice Bye. 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 Thanks
5: to nice meet you. everybody. to you. Thanks Bye. to
6: you.
5: Bye. Bye-bye.
6: Bye. Bye. Ding, 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 <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Ding, 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 Thanks for listening. This has been a production of i-like-you.com. podcast distribution from the sound off Media Company.